This podcast is a proud member of the Blueberry Network. That is Blueberry with no E's dot com. Blueberry with no E's dot com. Remember, you drop the E's. What does it mean to be the very best? best? Let's put it this way. When other radio shows are biting your style, when voice actors and musicians love your swagger, it pretty much speaks for itself, doesn't it? We are the Otacast Radio Network, anime radio with a hell of a lot of swagger. Anime fans, what are you waiting for? Log into OtacastRadio.com for more information. Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. This is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Each week bringing you anime news, current and classic show reviews, and entertaining discussion from a fan's perspective. Here is the Jello-Kun and Zaldar. Episode 115 of the Bonsai Beat. Damn, we're old. Are we? Yeah, I guess well, we are. Well, we've been doing 115 episodes of this crap, man. It's pretty cool. Yes. Good stuff. Yes. So, we're going to be reviewing Amagi SS. And if you're familiar with that show already, you kind of know what this song represents. Alright, but if you All haven't right, well, watched you'll have it... Well, you to explain it to me then, because I've never heard of that show before. It aired last year, and we'll get to that. All right. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. So, uh, I am Jellicoon. That is Zaldar. Yes, the Zaldar. The, the Jellicoon and the Zaldar. Yes. It's like Blueberry without the E's, I suppose. For exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the is the most important. That's right. Um, yeah, so things and the and stuff, and I'm just over it today. <laughs> the Joy of the Working Graveyard. Um... Check out www.bonsaibeat.com. Uh, we've got past episodes. We've got a review index. We are approaching 90 reviews or something along those lines. Wow. We'll have to do a good on our 100th review. We'll have to, you know, do, do like a montage of all of the reviews for things that we've hated or something. I don't know. There you go. We'll have to, we'll have to think of something. Well, I think mine's pretty uh, self evident, but yeah, we'll, we'll think of something. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Yeah. Well, what you been watching? I have watched a lot. All right. It's a good thing about the graveyard shift. Oh yeah. I watched. Uh, I finished up Da 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 Da. Um, I've watched. I started watching it when it originally came out. I got to about episode seventeen, and that's when it got announced by uh, by Anaplex. 
So I was like, yeah, I'll wait till the release comes out. Nothing. It's not like it was gripping me by any means. And the show continued not to grip me, but I finished it. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, I also watched the two specials that went along with it. So, you know. Also watched Amagami SS, which again I'll be reviewing here today. Um, I watched that on a recommendation from my anime list, to be honest. Because I finally got around to catching up on my, uh, The World Only God Knows. So, I am now 100% caught up on that, episode 11 to 12. Cannot wait for the ending. Um, huh. I basically didn't, I watched the first four episodes and then just kind of not only dropped it, just, I had more important things going on than anime, so this yeah. was like my week to get caught up on everything and and whatnot. Um, so I'm caught up on that, but one of the shows that my anime list recommended was Amagami SS, and I was like, oh, I'll check it out, why not? So, um, and then I uh, started watching Phantom Requiem of a Phantom uh, not yesterday, but the day before, and I have three episodes left. It's a 26-episode series. It's on Netflix right now, and I cannot wait to review this, but this is going to be the most challenging review because there's so many twists and turns, I don't want to ruin a single thing for you because that's what makes the show. So, it's going to probably be a very brief review when I do review it, but all i got to say now if you have a Netflix streaming account, or a Netflix account in general, and you've got the streaming, go watch the show. It is awesome. Huh. Funimation did a really good job at everything. And it's kind of like, it's your gritty underground, like, it's based in California, um, with an underground crime syndicate known as Inferno. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's this girl, who murders a, a he, this guy basically witnesses a murder carried out by this by this by an assassin who works for Inferno, but she's like thirteen, who the assassiner. Well, they brainwash him and wipe his memories, and basically the show starts with him waking up in the middle of nowhere in this like, uh, like a compound. And they turn him into an assassin. So, it's neat, but there's a lot of other things that happen. It's a really neat show. I'm really excited to finish it tonight. Like I said, three episodes left. <clears throat> and then my anime list recommended Darker Than Black, and now my brother watched and he said it's pretty, pretty hardcore. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore from everything I've heard. Um, they... The guy on Anime Vice did not like um, do, 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 the first one, uh, Fan- Requiem for the Phantom. Uh, I like. I you well, know, I could see I, why. I watched it and I thought it was awesome. Well, you seen so, it already? I've, I haven't seen it all. Oh, but, okay. Uh, I mean, like, that, yeah, there's some cheesy. There's definitely some cheesiness, but the characters are awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like, the the syndicate is this, like, dark organization, you know, and they've got fast cars, money, women, you know, drugs, etc., etc., guns. You know, it's, it's your typical, like, crime syndicate. I mean, it's not like they're, like, peddling 
beanie baby, you know, knockoff beanie babies or something. <laughs> yeah, he said it was just like it was so oh, it was too overly serious for him, which I thought. Was See, that's what I love about it, though. The show is so. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that pissed me. Oh, you know, better not say anything. Yeah, but. Okay. Yeah, I can see why. I see. I love the seriousness. Yeah, it gets to be a little serious. It kind of starts falling apart in the third arc, but it's still fun, and uh, I'm still anxiously waiting to see the ending because it's just amazing. It's just it's great to see everything go full circle. I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. So that is what I've been watching. I have not watched anything else. Um, I, I look over my list of stuff I have currently watching, and to be honest, it's just like, uh, see, I've given up on for the time being, because uh, I know, a mistake. well, here's the that's thing, a mistake. I know Funimation is going to announce this title sooner or later. It's on the Noitama A block, they're notorious for getting Noitama A shows, plus they're streaming this show. So we will get this show in America. I want to watch that. It's awesome. Oh no, we will. Funimation streaming it. Like I just said, you know, for all the reasons I just mentioned, we will get this show. We're getting Squid Girl from. uh, You know, I mean, sorry, Princess Jill. Sorry, not Squid Girl. (laughs) What Squid Girl was funny as hell, but I just couldn't finish watching it. Um, no, I meant Princess Jellyfish. You know, that was another annoyed to my A block that was streaming on. Funimation that everyone really liked. They picked it up, you know, a couple months ago. Um, but I, I just think I'd like the show better if it was dubbed because there's so much dialogue that moves so quick. Yeah, that I, I just that. can't keep up when I'm reading the subs. Yeah, and I don't have time to process what's going on sub wise and what's going on the screen because, like I've I've mentioned many times in the past, I'm legally blind. I have to look kind of close at the monitor, so I'm paying more attention to the subtitles than I am the actual show sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a show I like can see how that would be. A problem. Yeah, a show like C is constant dialogue with pretty visuals and, and junk like oh, that. Absolutely incredibly beautiful visuals. Yeah, and it's just I just can't keep up, and it ruins the show for me to be honest. So I'd rather just wait for the show to get licensed here in America with a dub. Yeah. And then rewatch it and go, oh, now I get it. You know, that's- it's it's been absolutely incredible. The the they keep raising the stakes and it's it's just been great. I've been keeping up with that. Uh, I've been keeping up with Steins Gate. Steins there's Gate a video game coming out for Steins incredible. Gate now. Hmm? On the 360, there's a Steins Gate game coming out. Yeah, the game was the original thing, I think. Uh, uh, so they may be porting that game over here. No, no, uh, no, this is in Japan. I have a Japanese uh, Xbox Live account, and they were like, Starns Gate. I was like, yeah, cool. But it, uh, I, it's, the show has just been absolutely amazing. They really upped the ante in the last one. I'm, it would spoil things if I talk about it, but those who are watching it know what I'm talking about. Uh, so that's been, I've been watching that. I've still kept up with lot, um, and it's been interesting. Um, no, no, you know, no, I go no take a shower afterwards, but, um, and then been keeping up, started rewatching, um, uh, when they cry, uh, Hiragashi, just cause I wanted to scare myself silly. There you go. Uh, which it did watch through the first question arc <laughs> recently and 
God, that show is good. I'm going to have to review it after I finish watching it because it's go. it's incredible. There you go. Uh, but no, no, I've been also non-anime things. Have to watch that too. Been watching uh, Game watch, of Thrones. Yeah, I was say, still watch Game of Thrones. Awesome. Oh yes, love that show. They they did a very good job on it, so that was good. Cool, cool. But that's what that's what I have been up to watching. So if I'm not watching. I am happy because Futurama starts again tomorrow. Yes. Look, I have to. <laughs> after, after you know, after Steingate ends, I'll have to review that. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I am. I, I will not review C since you're going to watch it. No, feel feel free. I mean, well, I don't want to spoil it. Oh, man. but it's it's been incredible. It's it's a it's a really tough battle between Steins Gate and C for best anime of the season to me. Oh, well, both, what about Tiger? And, so have you dropped Tiger and Bunny? Yeah, I kind of had to drop that one. I just had too much. Um, have not been watching that. Well, it didn't. It didn't grab me. You know, it didn't do enough with it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I have not heard anything since. Like we're heroes and we're doing things with. You know, it, it, yeah, it, it, it was it funny because it didn't be the. It should have been kind of a little more. It should have had a little more meat on its bones. It should have been a little more. Yeah, we're doing this because we have to, but it's bad. Mm-hmm. On the. Mm-hmm. It got and it got too overly, you know, they're because they're actually doing what they were doing in the show. I mean, the things that they're advertising on the bodies of the um, heroes are real products. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they're making fun of what they're doing while they're doing it, yeah. and that that just didn't. I don't know. Work. I find funny though because like everyone was like losing their mind, like, "Oh my god, Tiger Bunny, it's so great!" Da, 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 da. Now, yeah. thirteen, fourteen weeks later, it's like. But what are you talking about? Seems like everyone's kind of clammed up over that show. Don't know yeah, why. Yeah, it, did, it didn't live up to my expectations. I haven't heard anything else about it, so I don't know well, if it lived up to anybody else's or not. The good news is we're going to have um, LB back on the show to kind of talk about uh, kind of like a wrap-up of this season. Talk about It's going to be a week after AX. He's actually going to be at the AM Squared, which is the uh, competing con of AX. Um, so there'll be the week after AX and AM Squared. We are big enough now to have two competing cons. All well, right. basically what happened was uh, some guy on AX broke off from there because he didn't like the way they were going. So he's like, well, F you, I'm going to do my own thing. And then he's like, I'm going to make it for free and this and that. And I don't know, don't really oh. care. I don't live in California or nowhere close to it, so I don't care. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited the next coming weeks. Uh, not this week, but next week, I believe, is AX, July 4th week. So, I am excited as all hell, to say the least, about what's going to be coming up and uh, what's going on, because that's when all the big announcements are. This will be our fourth AX podcast. Fourth annual AX podcast. Nice. So, I am excited, excited, because that's when all the big announcements can happen. So, yep, um, yep. this Sunday as well, we will have Pats on the show, and we are going to finally, finally discuss uh, Hijime no Ippo. Hopefully my crappy mind can remember that far back, because it's <laughs> been a while now. So, uh, but yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we got news, so let's do it. We do, we do. 
Okay. 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 This week in anime news, brought to you by Anime News Network. There you go. News. Thanks, Anime News, news Network. News. Yes. Yes. All right. Funimation is adding le- the next last exile. I am ecstatic. Uh, Fun- and the North American anime distributor Funimation announced on Wednesday that it will distribute Last Exile, Ganeke no Fam, Last Exile Fam, The Silver Wing, the upcoming Last Exile television series from Gonzo in the United States. Funimation licensed the streaming and home video rights to the action-adventure fantasy anime. Yeah, they've been on this like... Hardcore. Um, I know uh, yeah. last week on uh, Anime News Network, they had one of the multimedia people or something with, for, with a, uh, AX. They are uh, dropping the first episode li- at AX before even Japan. Yeah. They get to watch it. And I guess this is a big thing that they've been working on for months and months and months. Uh, Funimation was. So I think they've been hand-in-hand with Gonzo on... On securing this, because I mean, obviously they already own the the rights to the first one too, so it makes sense. Yeah, which is, I mean, I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm hoping it's going to finally explain because there's some debate, not much, but some, on what the ending actually freaking meant. You know, it's a Gonzo show, so that kind of comes with the territory. But I'm uh, just surprised maybe they'll give us some closure on that before they make it all crazy again. I'm just surprised, um, you know, before it even airs, they're like, no, we we got it. It's us. Yeah, well, I mean, it's supposed to be great, and it's last day, first Last Exile was freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I love that, you know, they're, it's going to revolve around the young va- ace vanship pilot Fam and her trusted navigator as they pilot their vanship Vespa. Now, is this Vespa. the girl? Is this the girl you hate so much? Through the free and peaceful skies, which of course won't stay that way for long, otherwise we wouldn't have a show. (laughs) Um, I mean, I suppose it could stay that way. The first half would be slice of life character show. You know, maybe it goes all mo and becomes Kaon in the skies, but (laughs) you're rocking out with guitars. Yeah, yeah, I kind of doubt it'll go that way. I hope it doesn't go that way, but that would be a departure from the first show, that's for sure. but I love I love how they're focusing on the free and peaceful skies in this one. That's oh, really yeah. entertaining. Uh, so I'm look, looking forward to that. If you have not seen the first um, Last Exile, you need to. I don't think you saw that, did you? No, it's on Netflix right now. You can watch it. Yeah, you should watch that. It's very, very well done. We'll see. I'm not this, this, our next story is fairly hilarious. Uh, Yutaka Yamamoto the director of the television anime series Fractal, reported on his Twitter account on Thursday that he asked for the anime's manga adaptation to be halted. Yes, that's right. The person who... The director for the television series asked for the manga on which the television series is based So what was his reasoning this time? Well, the manga's artist... um, I'm not going to even try to pronounce her name, had written on her blog on Sunday that she found the work uninteresting and that she wanted to work on a manga that she enjoyed. Ah. <laughs> um, ah. Wow. That is, that is ballsy right there because that's like yeah, giving yeah. your middle uh, finger she, to she the employer. She since has removed that blog post, but you know, it's, people have seen it, and when you put something on the internet, it never really goes away. Exactly. 
So after Yamamoto's post about his request to the producers, he asked the manga artist herself to draw something she believes in herself instead of riding on people's coattails. Oh, damn. So he, he laid the smack down, down pretty hard there. It's like, That's like you don't want to do it? Bit. Don't fucking do it, bitch! <laughs> what will stop paying your bills there? Yeah, I know. Wow. So it's evidently been running on Square Enix's Gagan online website uh, since last September. Uh, but neither Akaze nor Square Enix has commented on his request, although he posted his request after midnight in Japan. But I just thought that that's amazingly ballsy, you know. Like, I'm just going to walk in, you know. I, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I work in a couple hours. I'm just going to go, I'm not going to do shit. I'm not going to answer the phone. I don't think yeah. I'm not going to help And you're going to post jobs. on your blog, blog. Yeah, I'm about make a how blog. much you hate your job. We should probably say now, you love your job and you want to keep it. Yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, still, I was like, Jesus. Uh, yeah, let's see. Last time I checked, but maybe she's got like a better manga in the wings. Ah, uh, maybe. Maybe she's got Kayon so Volume 90. You know, I don't know. Maybe she's doing Inuasha too. Yeah. <laughs> Gah. I don't know. But... So the super band, the Japanese pop band Supercell's first self-titled album uh, has now in the top U.S. I- in the iTunes World Music Chart on Apple, and is Amazon's number two best-selling MP3 in the international category in the United States. Uh, the World Is Mine, which is a single from the Supercell with vocals by Virtual Idol, Hatsune Miku. And nope, already ranked uh, in the uh, top uh, ten. You know what? You gotta, gotta, you gotta say it right. Hitsune Mikuru. Miku. So, okay. God, we'll we're gonna get people well, like... There's an H there! Oh, well, yeah, it's, it's Miku. Alright, well, sorry. it's H-A-T. You gotta get it right, because these so. idiot fans like their fake idol. And yes. they will, like, bomb us with... Well, well okay, then. Yeah, she she is fake. You know that, right? Let's uh, move forward. It's like professional wrestling. I don't understand. She's fake. No, this All is right. faker than professional wrestling. <laughs> this I, is true. Yes. Uh, so I just think that's kind of interesting. That it's it's definitely doing well even in America. Oh, uh, okay. I thought I knew the show. Okay, mm-hmm. I was right. Library War, light novels, get an anime film. Yes. And when I saw I first this, thought um, was, this was kind of like, what the fuck? And then I read about the show. This actually seems like a fairly interesting show. I mean, it takes a political stance, and I mean, it comes a little bit off off of Fahrenheit 451. So it may very well be a Japanese version this, of Fahrenheit 451. This aired in 07, I think. This but is that's okay. <laughs> Fahrenheit 451 is worth adapting. There you go. Uh, the June flyer for Kodoki Shoten's Kadokawa Katakawa. Bunko Katakawa, thank you. You want to pronounce the next one? Imprint. Oh, yeah. B-U-N-K-O. Yeah, hold on. Someone needs to pay for me. Some, someone out there in, in listening land needs to pay for me to learn Japanese. Then I can go. pronounce these things better. There you me. go. <laughs> June Fire for Katakawa Shotan's Katakawa Bunko imprint is announcing that the theoretical film adaptation of Hiro Arikawa's Library War light novels are going to be turned into a movie. So, awesome for that. Yeah, they already inspired a television series, which evidently came out in 2007. Ah, I was right! Yes. 
Yes, you are. In the story, a law threatens to clamp down on freedom of expression in 2019. Not really, not that surprising. Uh, the main character joins the Library Defense Force, which that has to be the most unbelievably ridiculous name for a military unit I have ever heard. Hey, it's pretty, it's pretty hardcore. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, I understand the, the name. It makes sense if you're protecting books from being burned, which is what they're doing. But, you know, the name just makes you sound really, really wussy. You know, I'm a member of the Library Defense Force. Hey, they're pretty hardcore. In the, in the uh, I, I, they may very well may be, but it's still, you know, at least in Fahrenheit 451, they were called firemen. You know, but it is evidently a military unit dedicated to protecting books from being confiscated. Uh, however, she finds the job of her childhood dreams is harder than she bargained for. Exactly how it would have been harder than she bargained for when she's going against the government, I don't really know. But so that should be pretty cool. I hadn't heard of that before. I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, it looks like it might be pretty interesting. Um, we can skip the I next have, two. Sorry, if you don't mind. Hmm? Oh, go ahead. I have never heard of this before, but evidently it's been around for 40 years. Um, Common Rider. Common Rider. We've talked about Common Rider in the past. Remember the guy, remember the guy about the models? Oh, those were Common Rider? All those right. Common Rider. Yeah, it's evidently the 40th anniversary of the television series and the live-action special effects franchise. Uh, it was premiering in Japan on September 4th. Born from mysterious space energy, Fuse can fight in space and can equip himself with a rocket module for super speed punches. Yeah, see? I mean, how, how, how much would it hurt somebody if you punch them with a rocket booster on? I mean, that's, that's pretty hardcore right there. Yeah. So... This, this is for Pats, uh, if you're out there listening. Gundam The Origin manga is relaunching an anime project. Evidently, the character creator uh, of the original manga first, of the first Gundam manga, decided to rewrite the manga and re envision it. So and he's bored. evidently been doing so for 10 years now. Well, come on, anything Gundam sells, um, he knows that. Yeah, well, but it's getting an anime now, so we're going to have two Gundam Origin animes. I think one is for kids, if I'm if I, not. I don't know. We'll talk to Pat about it more. You can set us all straight. Yes. But it, I love the way, the look on the cover. It looks like, you know, so the, it just looks bad. That's all we'll say. <laughs> it looks like the girl's been raped or something. It's really, really weird. Look, his penis is like probably up against her and she's like, oh my god, you're lying. Yeah, well, but it's just truly, yeah, truly it strange. Like horrible. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking at it, it is pretty weird. The cover it is pretty terrible. It's probably, mm -hmm. from the, it's probably from the 80s. One million stream free Madoka Magica in Japan and in Taiwan. Yes. yes. The power of Madoka continues. So... If that if that does not make us get it over here, you know, I, really I do not do. know. I, that's the one I'm holding out for, that Bandai or or Sentai picks up. Um, I mean it's I mean and it was like late at night too. It was like dude, all these shows there to six or something. No, this airs from seven p.m. It aired from seven p.m. to, to uh, on June eighteenth to one a.m. 
on June nineteenth. So yeah, know, I mean that's a long freaking time to sit and watch a show straight through, and a hundred million people did it. That's no, no, that's no, impressive. No, no. One million, not a hundred million. million. Excuse me, not a hundred million. <laughs> a couple extra difference. zeros there. Yeah, just a few. But but, uh, uh, but that's still yeah for, for a show that's already aired. For a show yeah. that could be easily found, for a show that's already on Blu-ray, partially released, that just shows that like people still want to watch the show. You know, no, you know, you give them a viable, op- you know, alternative. You know, something as simple as Nico Nico Doga. People want to go watch it. No, then this proves that they do. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, so to all our industry representatives that listen to our show, oh, you know, I, I take, know. take us as a Bible. Uh, yeah, you should well. pick this up. <laughs> um. So we've talked so about the they, they, they fi- have done everything else yeah. with Ava. They have the phone. They cost like a million yen. Yeah. They had the suits you could buy. They mm-hmm. had the guitar you could buy. You could buy the bust of the head of the of the Angel One or Zero or whatever. And now, because they're running out of ideas, you can buy sparkling wine. That's right. While you're playing your, um, I got one more news story I want to do after this. They won't yeah. move forward. Two I'd really like to do, but we've got holy um, shit. huh? Fuck, six hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah, man. Yeah, you got to pay for your. You know, you got to have. You've already got the bust. You've already got the uh, the the, the suit, uh, guitar. The phone. You just need to be able to play your Ava guitar. You know. In your Ava cosplay while you drink your Ava wine. I don't want to drink you that. Got, you got to be a true Ava uh, freak. I don't know. You know, I guarantee you they put like <laughs> just distilled wine or something in there. Like, <laughs> I know. It's going to be like, how do, how, do, how do you make Ava wine? I mean, how do you relate it well, to Well, no, Ava's because the whole, the whole thing is the bottle. Look at the bottle, the design. Yeah, the bottle has an Ava Who the hell is going to open like- and drink it? The wine has anything? I don't think there's oh. a way you could connect. Oh, wine. here we go! Here we go! Fuck has you! Has anybody A&N. made the, what is the beer that she was always drinking see, every day? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> has anybody not. made that brand of beer yet? I think it was a knockoff funny brand. You know, like they do. Uh, somebody should make that brand. Someone posted an ANN forum. Keep in mind, this is a collectible that will actually increase in value over the years, not just because of the age of the wine, but also the nerd factor. The nerd factor. What? <laughs> What? All they did is put some bejeweled. Ju- they got the vajazzle jewels on the frickin' bottle. And there you go. Well, man, it's Ava. People are freaking crazy in Japan when it comes to Ava. How much was the phone? Like, about as much as the wine? Yeah, it was like 800 bucks. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. But evidently, Japanese culture is now taking over America so much that we actually have. A Culture Japan show in America. That's right. Wait, what? We have an actual show that is totally on Japanese culture in America. Now, of course, it's on a channel I have never heard of, and probably nobody has. Probably in California. Called Imnet. So, yeah, maybe in California. I'm not sure. But, But Imnet TV is to run Danny Chu's... Culture Japan in U.S. I guess that's the guy that does all the cosplaying right. and stuff yeah, in Japan. Yeah, I hate that, that guy. Correct? 
the American television station Mnet announced on Monday that it will begin running Culture Japan, the Japanese pop culture television series created by Danny Chu on July 5th. The show will run on Tuesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Mnet's website lists the television service providers that have the Mnet channel. A.K.A. no one. <laughs> the show has been during in Japan and running on Animax Asia. It is also, ooh, it's also streaming on Crunchyroll. I didn't know that. In an interview with ANN Mnet Senior Vice President of Programming and Development, Julie Chu said, Since we at Mnet are dedicated to featuring all things cool Asian pop, Culture Japan is a natural fit. It's an okay. insider look at the uh-huh. Japanese pop youth culture, and it's an obvious fit for us. I am looking at their website right now. Yeah, evidently and, the, the uh, channel just launched in December. Well, okay, here's the thing. So, I see a lot of black people. <laughs> okay, um, which there are none of in Japan. <laughs> they have shows like Coming Soon, 24-7. It's 24, oh, sorry, 24-8. They have Amplify, let's see, CSI Fan Club, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of anything people might know. Um, NCS Los Angeles 2. I didn't even know there was an NCS, NCIS Los Angeles. <laughs> it must be something they made. <laughs> I'm bringing it up now. It's got... It's full of black people and... and I, I don't know. What's the cast? I think this is the original. Because now it just says... NCS Los Angeles. No, we're not even a two. Chris O'Donnell, LL Cool J. Yeah, that's the first one. They, what the hell? What? Okay, apparently this is the original NCIS Los Angeles. Isn't that the one that got canceled recently? I don't, uh, I don't think NCIS Los Angeles got canceled. I'm not uh, sure. Yeah, I'm just looking if at it. If it did, maybe that would explain why they're running. Uh, they're on Voodoo, whatever that is. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is like a. I don't know. The Face of Africa. Uh, the 411. I don't know. I, True Blood 3. It's probably season 3. That might be it. But it's, it's, you know, so this show might be interesting if you happen to have it. Uh, ooh, ba- Mnet also runs a Bandai Entertainment block from 8 to 10. Block is now airing Outlaw Star, which is a really good show. Uh, Eureka 7, which is overrated, and Fantastic wow. Children, which I have not seen. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at the stuff now. Uh, well. One more. One more. Yep. This, this is just absolutely incredible. So two things. That, you know, I never thought would go together, but evidently oh, they do. They have we have Hello theory. Kitty on this on one end, you know, the cute little cat that's big, you know, become an icon around the world. And then we have Kiss. Yes, rock band Kiss times a Hello Kitty deal is in the works. Gene Simmons, the front band for the rock band Kiss, revealed this past weekend that he met with executives to, to discuss, in his words, a Kiss Hello Kitty worldwide deal. Wow. As Sanrero's most recognizable kitty, Hello uh, char- character, as well as their most recognizable kitty, Hello Kitty has already joined forces with the rock band X Japan to create Visual Key Kitty. 
the artist duo Mad Barbarians designed official Hello Kitty zombie friends. What? For Kaiten Club's mascot lineup this September. ASCII Media Works will be selling T-shirts and rubber stamps that combine Hello Kitty with Hatsune Miku and other virtual idol characters. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Uh, I don't have any idea what this is going to be like, but I can only guess it'll be Hello Kitty with a guitar and a in a kiss mask. Uh, I don't know. But that that just is so very freaking strange. Mm. I'm looking over the schedule for this Mnet thing. They've got like ten channels, and they've got stuff like Cougar Town and Big Bang Theory and a lot of CBS stuff. Huh. Hawaii Five O. They've even got some stuff like Date Night, which only came out last year. So Weird. This must be an NBC or ABC backed. This must be an ABC backed sh- channel. I don't know. Sorry, I'm going to get off topic. I'm just trying to figure all this crap well, out. Well, yeah, that, that's weird because it, uh, well, I can't believe why they'd be showing all these things that are still around. Well, they show, they, uh, yeah, I don't know. Either way, okay, that's enough news because holy crap. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of news. A lot of stuff to cover today. Did anybody else, does anybody around us carry it? Uh, not that I could find. I couldn't figure out anything. I even watched this. <laughs> They give channel numbers, but they're like, don't say if it's like on DirecTV or on like out of the country or what. So I really don't care. Uh, oh, I just did a, a search for Mnet and I came up with Mnet Scandal. Ooh, shit. Mm-hmm. No, I do Mnet TV. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. What <laughs> it's actually a show. <laughs> Mnet Scandal is evidently a show by Mnet. There you go. <laughs> it's a celebrity dating show of some sort. So that's their, it's their version of um, live of a reality show, I suppose. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Oh, funny stuff. Yes. Yes, it is. Wait, no. No, it's not. Uh, so is there anything else you want to talk about here before we move on? No, we've got, I guess, I am... Um, he's watching C over on Anime Net now, so that's cool. If you're watching that, you should come over there and talk to us about it. There you go. Uh, but other than that, I guess we're getting with, um... No. Time to move on to what we're taking to buy. It's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the Weekly DVD Picks. Nothing. Not a damn thing this week. Mm, the week of June seventh is all that they have on. Uh, Man, that's horribly outdated. On the fan, oh, well, on the fandom post is where is where I'm looking. Now, yeah, that's where I'm looking too. Is pretty horribly outdated there. Yeah, it's got a June 2011 anime release schedule. Let me look at. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's shows. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting. We're gonna oh. have to decide what oh, we're gonna do with now. Here we go. It's it's still updated, just a little bit. This is the last week. It's gonna be updated. Well, Bucket the Test was supposed to come out this week. Fucking Funimation. I was pissed because like I keep getting these emails from Right Stuff. We're working on your order. We're working on your order. 
And then I went there and I was like, what the hell? Where's my stuff? Yeah, it got pushed back to August 1st. Uh, um, high school to dead, I guess. If anything, it came out this week. I'm going to pick that. Which are we doing, 614 or 621? Yeah, who gives a shit? I don't know. <laughs> well, for 614, uh, the last Exile Complete Collection came out. You should pick that up if you don't have it, especially since we're getting another one. Last Exile is absolutely incredible. Uh, stay very, very, very far away from De- Demon King Dianimo. God, that was an <laughs> unbelievably retarded show. Ugh! That, that's... Hmm. That show was so unbelievably awful. Uh, yesterday, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex came out to um, kind of... I don't know if I like these too much. It's really this... They've taken the episodes and smash them together a little bit because it's the laughing man and the individual oh, okay. They did that a lot with uh, Cowboy Bebop so, with the best sessions. Yeah. And- but, the, but Solid State Society is a standalone movie that is really, really good. So that that's worth picking up. We have something called Kenokan, The Girl Who Cried Fox, which oh, I have God, no that idea show what sucked. that's about. That's the one that was with the guy with the kid who looks like he's freaking eight. And he's got these two fox demon girls who want to molest him all the fucking time. Huh. The show did so bad that uh, Section 23 pulled and then said, oh, we're going to make this into a complete collection and re-release it. Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's the official... So I think that's the reason. Like, I don't have proof of that. I just remember the first release came out and, and then they were like, oh, well, we're just releasing this as a complete collection. <laughs> yeah. The show sucked. <laughs> it was that bad, was it? All it is is like... Damn, he does look like he was eight. He looks like he's... All he does is bitch and cry. It's like you got hot girls wanting your cock, and you're like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. Pussy. Hey, he's eight. No, he's like freaking like a middle... He's like in high school. He's like a high school junior. Oh, okay. Well, then... <laughs> Still, he looks yeah. like he's eight. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Magical Witch Puny Chan looks interesting. That's what you need. Yuck. No. That would be a... It's probably worse than Lot. It's probably worse than Lot. Force of destruction, leaving bodies in her righteous wake, utterly broken by her signature submission holds. (laughs) All right. Even her sidekick is out to get her. Yeah. My God. Terrible times for that witch. Uh, that was pretty hilarious. Yes. All right. That's when you're a bad magical girl right there, when your sidekick is out to get you. All right. Uh, anything else? Nope. We've done the DVD picks? Well, we could do, we gotta do our what the fuck of the week. Oh, yeah. So what's that? Well, come on, Fowl. You're just not in the mood today, man. Oh, come on. Here we go. Here we go. Here's a, here's, No. Here's a nice story. Oh, here's a nice no, no, story. The one I told you. Now do your nice story, then we'll do the other one. A suicidal boy is saved by a stranger's ah. kiss. Knew you're gonna do this one. A boy threatening to throw himself to his death has been rescued by a girl. They tricked by bad. Tricked by bad. <laughs> nice. Rescued by a girl. Tricked by bystanders. And thinking she was his girlfriend, so he she could get as close as possible. 
At one point, she embraced and kissed him, allowing him to be rescued. Chinese media reports a 16-year-old boy mouthed... Ah, well, yeah, whatever. He's in some bridge. And he was going to throw himself off. Winning this, a 19-year-old woman told bystanders that uh, she was, in fact, his girlfriend, so she lied. And mm-hmm. was to save his life. And a suicidal lad in order to talk him down. The pair had never met before. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so he was saved by an awesome woman. Yeah, that that has to say was pretty awesome. That did make my day when I read that story. Uh, and the bridge I, uh, doesn't look very high, but I know it is. Yeah, the people in the comments were saying it looked like it was only 10 feet high, and somebody was like, well, you still can't kill yourself that way, and it's uh, true if you landed go ahead really first badly, but you'd have to try. Yeah, <laughs> still, anything suicide isn't cool. Agreed. Life Agreed. can't be that bad. Well, it probably can be, but you still shouldn't kill yourself. Yeah, either way, but, what's your story? And then it's in Jishin, China, of all places. Well, you know, um, China now. That's, that's amazing. It's two of in China. Okay. Japan is still freaking crazy, in case you thought they might have changed. Any country's crazy, though. We're crazy. Well, you know, we don't make schoolgirls clean urinals, a.k.a. boy bathrooms, barehanded and in bare feet. A school which is making schoolgirls clean their male classmates' toilets, barefoot and barehanded, is arousing widespread disgust amongst Japanese. Arousing. Both for the humiliating nature of the practice and its complete disregard for hygiene. Amidst accusations that a bizarre toilet cleaning cult run by an elderly millionaire is actually trying to infiltrate the nation's schools. The news at another school, this time one in Hiroshima Prefecture's city of Mayoshi, is organizing school cleaning, which sees schoolgirls set to polishing male toilets barefoot and without gloves. I love this. In order to polish their hearts through cleaning toilets. Well, this is not in common, though. It's like, and I'm not, not saying the bathroom part, but you always, like, in Japan, it's, it's seen as... Oh, yeah. No, they, they always use children, the school students as, you know... Free labor. Um, <laughs> as, as free labor. Uh, schools in Japan commonly force children to act as unpaid cleaners, ostensibly as a way of incalculating a sense of communal responsibility and also the mindless conformity which generally goes along See, with I this. say bullshit on the last part because look, uh, I agree because it's like if you know you're going to make a mess and you know someone like your friend's going to clean it up later, I would be like, I am going to clean my mess up. So my classmates or myself or no one has to work their ass off because everyone knows at the end of the day you got club or you want to go to sleep at home or you got to study or whatever. Look at America, man. Fucking people like write on the freaking bathroom stalls and write stupid bullshit about stupid bullshit. (laughs) And, you know, they break shit and throwing gum underneath desks and stuff. I mean, that's bullshit, man. Well, you know, it's a whole thing of, like, why can't you respect other people's fucking property? And, like, if I knew I had to clean that shit up, I would be like, motherfucker, go spit your gum out in the goddamn bath, in the damn wastebasket. You know? Like, I would take offense to that. But like, bitch, I have to clean this up. Yeah, so I, I agree. Kinda, I agree that, like... It does make you responsible for more for your own messes. I can see that. But I do see that it, you know, I'm very... 
communal responsibility always rubs me the wrong okay, way. Okay, I guarantee you they're not like, okay, you, you, and you are staying four hours extra because you guys got to go buff every floor. I guarantee you it's nothing like that. It's like keep the classroom clean, you know, clean the shit. Clean your stuff no. up, boom, done. I think this is just going too far. Maybe these, maybe these girls are on detention. Maybe they're all potty mouths. Yes, but they should still be not having to do this barefoot and uh, without gloves. I don't know. Maybe they're all just potty mouths, and this is yeah, ways to no. show them. But evidently, there's something called the Make Japan Beautiful Society, uh, which operates the Learning Through Cleaning Society, responsible for promoting barehanded toilet rubbing, and which even has a page devoted to the spiritual benefits of cleaning toilets, run by somebody who is old... Um, Evidently, the old man who evidently founded something called the uh, yellow hat, a yellow hat car uh, icon or something. Okay. Of course, all the pay, the yellow hat car accessory chain. Okay. Um, all of these things, though, are, you know, the pages about this are in Japanese, so I don't know if they're making this shit up. But that's freaking weird, okay? <laughs> um, if you were going to make me go in and clean my toil- a toilet barehanded, with my actual hands, you know. They're not using the little scrubby things that we have in America here. Okay, they you have know, them there, the pictures, too. They have actual, like, tiny pieces of cloth or something is what it looks like. Um, so it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's more to the story, but whatever. Uh, nobody's come out yet. I'm saying there is. And it's, you know, it's pissing the Japanese off, too. So I guarantee it's not pissing anybody off. It's a Daku complex being all like, oh my god, let's overreact to everything we we put up. Well, no, they're, they've got quotes from other places that, um... Eh, we'll see. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Alright. Okay. Well, hey, you know, you go tell your wife she's going to have to clean the toilet with her bare hands, barefoot, and see what happens, okay? Get back to me on that. Hi, I have a scrubby thing that... <laughs> I got the thing that you stick in the toilet bowl. Mm, that see, does it for see? me. That's that's intelligent. That's what you do. I don't know. Anyway. Alright. Amagami SS. Aired last year between July and December. Last season's animes. And yeah. It's pretty cool. And that's the show. A huge trend in anime is producing anime based on adult dating sims, or just adult game, or, you know, dating sims or adult dating sims. And, uh, there's usually the, usually in the dating sim, there's, like, the generic guy who gets all the girls, and basically you have the option of going down and picking the girl you want to, okay, basically conquer, you know, fall in love with. And then there's usually, you know, a parade of girls you can choose from, and they each have different looks, traits, whatever, backstories, mm-hmm. and that's the point of the game. So, over the past several years, many anime spin-offs have been produced, that have produced shows such as Shuffle, School Days, Akisora, all our shows have started, Life as a Dating Sim, uh, albeit... Uh, adult ones. Um, the shows are usually turned into harems, 
uh, and the story is crafted around the girls, or the other way, I've seen a lot of the animes, they'll do uh, individual stories for the girls, and that's what the way uh, Amagi, Amagami SS takes, where each girl gets their own arc, basically. Amagami SS is 25 episodes that aired during the fall of 2010 from July to December. The shows spread across six different girls, each with their own arc, consisting of four episodes. The male lead in this show is uh, Junichi uh, Tachibana, who two years ago was stood up on a date on Christmas Eve. Oh, so, Christmas Eve! Yep, so since then, he became a reclusive... And he built even a planetarium in his closet and with a bed. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. How do you pull that off? He just was, I mean, start. Basically, these closets. he turned his closet into a little bed, like a little bunk bed. He put stars everywhere. And then he closes <laughs> the door and they glow in the dark. So he just typically spends his day in there. Because he's like, screw, screw life. Junichi is your typical 17-year-old high school student. He has a friend who he shares porno mags with, and he doesn't do any clubs, no sports, nothing like that. He just kind of goes to school and goes, okay, I'm here, did my shit, going home. Uh, the nice thing about Junichi is he's not your typical dumb male lead who's fucking, like, thick-headed and like, I don't understand girls at all. <laughs> you know, he's not. That's good. Yeah, but he's also not like, oh my god, I gotta go rape every girl I see because holy fuck, it's a girl. <laughs> yes, he's a horn dog to a degree, you know, because he likes the porno mags and he'll try to sneak a peek when he can, but he's not like, oh my god, I'm gonna go bone every girl I lay eyes on. You know what I mean? So it, Well, he's it's... not male then. I mean, because I mean, I know, oh, I wanna go bone every girl I put my eyes on. Obviously, I don't, but you know, I'm not. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, I mean, there's shows like, there's shows like, you know, School Days, where, um, the male lead is like, sleeps with every girl he gets a chance in class, no matter what. It's nothing like that. It's nothing to that degree. Which was really nice, to my, in my opinion, because, like, a lot of times you'll get the harem with the dumb male lead where all the girls are like, I want your cock for some reason. And the guy is like, what? Women like me? Oh, what? I'm too scared. Or you'll get the, holy crap, I want to, like, put my rape face on and fuck every girl I see. So, basically, like I said, it's broken down to six girls. First girl is Haruka um, Morishima. And I had a hard time describing her. Basically, she's a school idol. She's super popular, she's really good looking, every guy wants to be with her, and she turns him down. She's like, nope, I'm not going to date anyone, date you. And she's really, I don't want to say outgoing, like she's outgoing, but she's, Wikipedia describes it, she's fickle and insecure. Well, which, I can see the insecure part, but like, she's just weird, like, so... Junichi and his friend, for example, were like, uh, so like one, one instance is, um, basically, Junichi bump, like, is helping another girl get some lunch, and she sees this, and she's like, oh, you're such a great person, 
because he slips on a bun that's still wrapped. And he falls to the floor, and she's like, she helps him up. A bun? Yeah, it's funny as hell. Bread? Yeah, like bread. How do you trip on bread? I don't know, and the bread was still edible. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't get crushed or anything. I mean, you you squash bread if you step on it. Yeah. Unless it's really freaking hard. This was made of, like, is there a lot of iron or something in it? I don't Uh, know. Yeah, I don't know. But, so basically, the the chance meeting is, you know, he trips over some bread someone left on the ground. Like, on the package of bread. She helps him up, and she's like, oh, I saw you helping that, that freshman over there. You know, you seem like a really nice guy, you know, I'm... Marie, you know, I'm, and he's like, I know who you are, you're beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And they end up, you know, bumping into each other every now and then, and more and more. Eventually, he confesses to her, and she's like, nope, not going to date you. And he's like, fuck, life sucks again. I want to be depressed for a while. So the next day, she's like, well, what do you like in a guy? And she's like, well, I'm going to be outgoing. I want him to be strong. I want him to be caring. The, you know, just lists off a bunch of stuff. And then she's like, well, I don't know. Maybe not that. Maybe not caring. Maybe not strong. I, I thought of Craigslist. Have well, you ever looked... Then. Have you? Yeah, exactly. Have you ever looked at a Craigslist dating ad? Or any dating ad, for that matter? No, not, of course I have. Okay, but so you know it's like read newspapers. every woman is like, I want someone who's strong, you can rely on, and who's outgoing, but they've got to be sensitive and got to yeah. care about me. This is what I thought of when she was naming off everything she liked or made not think she likes in a guy. It was just like nine different things, but then she was like, I don't know. And I was like, Jesus Christ, story of like, any guy trying to date a girl because, you know, it's just like, you know, she wants all these things, but then she's unsure of herself. So I was like, Jesus Christ, she's like the most popular girl in school, but, you know, she doesn't know what she wants. Story of a guy's life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So basically, they were like, so the example of like her being weird so he's like, well, she wants someone who's strong. I'm going to go pro wrestle with my best friend over here. So they're like doing pro wrestling moves in the gym. She comes running over and she's like, I want to pro wrestle too. And he's oh, like, God. um, ye- yuck, okay. And yeah, it's just weird things like that. Or, so does she actually pro wrestle? No, her friend. Uh, she has like a chaperone named Hibiki who is like her guardian. Like, She's like a friend, but she's like that friend who's like, you're not going to go fuck up things. Get out of here. Leave him alone. You know, kind of keeps her in her place. She's got the, she's got the leash on, you know? She, she, she restrains Haruka. So, basically, it turns out, yep, they fall in love. He basically confesses to her again, which she's like shocked by. And, um, yeah, I'll leave, and the funniest part, though, of her arc was, like, in the end, they go to a hotel, which was supposed to be, like, for a family gathering, which just, oh, it, they didn't come. So she's like, I'm gonna take a shower. You better not peek. And he's like, should I peek? He's like, no, I'll be, I won't peek. She walks out in a towel. She's like, motherfucker, why don't you peek, you bastard? Don't you like me? It's like, 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's that's women for you right there. Yeah, she like there gets upset go. that she he's not like, you know, watching her take a bath. So like happy ending, yay. But there's more to it than that. There's a lot more. I don't want to sit here and spoil every little thing, so Second girl, so then basically, after um, the first girl, the story, restart. Uh, two years ago, Junichi was stood up by his girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. He's been sad ever since. Now you've got Kaoru, uh, Tanamichi. She's like the best friend, the childhood friend of, of Junichi. Um... Basically, she is like unpredictable. She will beat the shit out. She will do like a crown and pound UFC style on Junichi, <laughs> like out of the blue. Like he says a rock thing, he is like on the floor getting his ass kicked. So she's got the, I'm the hothead, you know, I'll snap at any fucking moment, but we're also best friends since childhood. Or, you know, yeah. Or no, middle school, sorry. They're middle school friends. So. Um, they end up having their relationship kind of, you know, all, you know, like, I want you to watch this show, so I'm not going to go through it all. Um, you know, the funny thing is, like, one of the big things that happened in this arc, though, is, like, her mom and her are on their own. They're single. Her mom's single. The biggest backstabbing thing to happen in this girl's life is seeing her mother start dating another guy without being told. And she, like, freaks out and runs away from home. Ooh. Oh, I know. I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I grew up in a... My mom and I... Same thing. My mom, you know, was single when I was growing up. And, like, I didn't run away when my mom prayed boyfriends through the house. Come on, now. But, uh... Yeah, so it's kind of crazy on how that kind of took place. It was just like, all right. Biggest problem with her was seeing her mother date. And so she freaks out and runs away and this and that. So that's that arc. You know, she's a tot-headed middle school. My favorite arc, though, holy crap, was this next arc. Once again, boom, restarts. <laughs> this time, they run into... uh They run into each other, and he drops his pink coin purse. Which this girl finds cute. And she runs around trying to give it to him. Her name is Sai Nakata. And holy crap, she is like the best character in this show. I fell in love with her, like, instantly. So this was the same girl in the first arc. He was helping her get lunch. Because she is shy. And very, very, very soft-spoken. Um, she's a little cute redhead freshman. Um very petite very very shy she happens to be friends with with uh his sister his younger sister is also a freshman named Mia and like I said her name is Sai so um basically this whole thing is like she wants to get a part time job so it's him teaching her to get a part time job you know, being more assertive, being louder, being not so shy around men. And a love relationship, you know, follows. It's just really cute how it ends, and it's really nice. And by far my favorite arc of this of the show. Cool. Yes. Um, 
Okay, uh, the second girl, the, the fourth girl is named I. Uh, another friend and classmate of Mia's. Another really interesting arc. Um, basically, um, she's on the swim team. And, uh, she's just kind of there. Like, there's nothing. Basically, her problem is, is her younger brother, she has to deal with him a lot because her family is, like, out of, like, another messed up kind of relationship thing at home. Uh, I don't do the video because it's just me talking, so I don't do the video. <laughs> uh, so, um,. Basically, it's like she's got to deal with stuff with her brother, and she doesn't really know how, so she kind of falls back on Junichi. That's kind of like a go-to. And another cute relationship kind of forms, and things of that nature. Another fun and really interesting arc. Probably the worst, probably not the worst arc, but probably the most, like, meanest arc, was with Ryoko Sakurai. Okay? So Ryoko is, like, Junichi's childhood friend, who, despite having a huge appetite, always wants to be dieting and reading, and she's always saying she's going to go on a diet, and basically this entire arc is, like, everyone making fun of her weight. Mm. And Tamagi SS. Uh, yeah, for folks who came in late, Tamagami SS. So, this whole arc is, like, people being, like, her eating, like, donuts and, like, sweets, and... And her, like, going, oh, I'm going to die tomorrow, I'm going to die tomorrow, I'm going to die tomorrow. <laughs> and, like, everyone making fun of her weight. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And her character model is skinny. Like, it's not, like, you know, like, not super skinny or crazy skinny. But, like, the overall character model is, like, if you looked at her, you would not be like, oh, she has a weight problem or whatever. Yeah. You know, because they always say, like, she's bigger and whatever, she's chubby and this and that. And her character model is far from it. So, I don't I just, basically nothing ends up happening between Junichi and, they stay friends. She's part of the tea club, and basically, uh, the tea club is going to be disbanding after that year if they don't find more members, and, uh, interesting things like that. Huh. So, uh, while this is all going on, like I said, this story's been resetting, and it all revolves around early November into the, uh, December, and the, the Christmas Eve or the Founders Festival, and throughout these six girl, six care, you know, individual arcs, the girls do interweave themselves in these other arcs. So you'll see all these girls beforehand. It's not like you're seeing these girls for the first time. There might just be uh, you know, conversations between two of the girls or events that may have transcended, you know, in previous arcs. It'll start to make more sense in the later arcs. For example, the the Founders Festival that they hold is a really big kind of thing. It's like a tying point for everything, you know, where everything kind of climaxes or the reasoning behind of why Junichi is with the girl he's with or whatnot. So, um, you know, uh, it's really interesting on how they kind of tied it all back. Like, it wasn't just like... Boom, girl, boom, girl, boom, girl. Okay, we got the story. Let's wrap it up. They took care enough to uh, place events and uh, actions that make sense. You don't really pay attention to uh, early on in the show or don't like, kind of make sense. of like, why are they showing this? 
after the fact you kind of learn why or even in a different arc they'll show different vantage points of different things that may have nothing to do with that arc but kind of harken back to a previous arc with a girl that Junichi was once in a relationship with mm. so that was really interesting yeah, that is interesting. But I mean, does it does the whole Groundhog Day aspect of it get annoying that it's oh here we are doing the same stuff again? No, or do because they keep it different enough. They keep it different enough because each girl has her own kind of trait. Like I said, the first girl was the idol. The second girl was um uh was the middle school friend. Um, you know, cat uh. Sai was the shy girl. They each have their own little trait, you know what I mean? That, and own reasoning behind things. So it's not, so the whole Groundhog Day really isn't there. That's good. You know, and it's, and you know that, you know, episode one through four, boom, you know something's gonna happen. Which is nice. They're not dragging out excessively long. Everything moves very quick. And by the fourth episode, you're just like, okay, how is this gonna end? You know? And I was really shocked that, all of them, because the first three girls, it's like, it had its, you know, kind of flags, I guess you could say. Like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, happy ending. But then it was like, things started changing. It was like, holy shit, okay, cool. Things aren't going to always just be happy endings, or things aren't going to work out exactly as the way you think they're going to work out. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. So the final the final girl is um well there's actually another girl like so they said so there's 25 episodes there was 24 of them dedicated to these six girls um the last one was um Ayujutsuchi I can't really pronounce her name very well she's basically a class representative and she's a hard worker and she's like always willing to take on extra responsibilities and you know. Basically, uh, Junichi offers to help her out with the Founders Day Festival stuff on the committee. Because he's like, you know, I've been... Uh, these last two years have been sucky for me, and I've had bad relationships, you know, this time. I want to I wanna turn that around, you know? And he kind of likes... He kind of likes her. Well, a relationship forms. Now, here's the thing. If you're like this... Basically, she's like a completely different person. She's, like, manipulative and cunning and, like, tries to work things her advantage with everyone around her. Why? So, basically, she drops a notebook. And she freaks out over this because he opens and reads part of it. And she's like, what the fuck did you read? What did you read? He's like, well, I was looking for a name. I really didn't read much. She grabs him by the tie and he's like, you were fucking dead. And I was like, going to, like, whoop his ass. Awesome. If you have something this personal, why the fuck would you write it down in a notebook and then bring it to you with a public place? I have never understood this about anime. Because this is an often used vice where, like, the manipulative girl, you know, who is really a completely different person who puts on an act for everybody. You know, she usually gets found out because they have a notebook or something ridiculous that outs them. I have never understood this. <laughs> well, it's the whole diary thing. You find the diary and you'd figure the truth out about someone. I mean, it's like, why would you bring this to a public place, let alone school? Well, yeah, that's true. You know, it's so... But it's a nice ending, and, it, you know... 
Um, there's a lot of things I won't go into. Like, like I said, I, I wanted you guys to watch this. Um, but it's interesting because it's like, that's the last girl in the series. And for me, probably the most shocking, I guess. Because it starts off one way and completely does another way. It turns, you know. And it's like, shit, how's this gonna happen? So, um, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. I cannot find the last girl. Fuck. Because, okay, so 24 episodes were done. Like, they went through the six girls. And I was like, there's one episode left. What are they gonna have? Like, kind of recap episode? What's gonna happen? Um, okay, no, here it is. Okay. So apparently this girl is a secret character in the game named uh-huh. Risa Kamazaki. And this was the glass girl they prayed out. So I guess technically number seven. She is given the very last episode of the series. One episode, one and done. And I was actually shocked that they went this route. Because I figured they'd be like a recap episode. So it starts off with her confessing her love to con- to Junichi, to Junichi, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll date you. You're cute. Of course, I'll date you." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I really don't know you that well, but if you're willing to put up with me and I want to get to know you, I will date you. And so they start off by kind of seeing each other in this like abandoned storage room. But he's like, "I want to meet you. Mm-hmm. I want to introduce you as my girlfriend and my friends." And she's like, "No, you can't do that. I don't want to be seen." By with you, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> fuck! What a bitch!" Yeah, something's going on here. Yeah. So he's like, "Okay." He's like, "Well, why the fuck do you like me then?" He's like, "What's going on?" He's like, "You don't remember?" He's like, "No." He's like, "We went to elementary school together." So apparently, at this elementary school, you had to eat all your food and drink all your milk, otherwise <laughs> you were punished. Well, apparently, she's like lactose intolerant. Her reasoning for loving Junichi since <laughs> elementary school. The stupidest fucking reason I've heard to date. You were the boy that would drink my milk for me. He she he always drank her milk, so she loves him. That's just great. <sighs> he saved her from from being punished, apparently, for not you know at the, your- at the at the expense of getting too much calcium. <laughs> I don't. So this was the fucking reasoning that she loved uh, him. That's great. I was just that's like, great. seriously. Did they have like the nice, you know, romantic music? No, no, no. They had the flashback. They had the flashback of him just running up, drinking his milk, and then doing the peace sign, and then running away. <laughs> and her happy. And I was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck remembers this shit? Yeah. No. Let alone like. This is going to be my boyfriend in 10 years. Like, what? I don't remember shit from elementary school. I remember, like, two or three girls that I had a crush on. And I remember, like, we used to have to line up in alphabetical order to get in the lunch line. And it sucked balls because my last name starts with an O, you know. But, like, that's it. And a couple girls I remember meeting in, like, middle school and high school again. Um, But, like... Still, you know, it's like, a lot of that crap is hazy. So, yeah, that is the reasoning 
before because she loves him because she drank his milk or he drank her milk or whatever. <laughs> but no, it gets better. So she's like, well, uh, you're going to fucking hate me. Because he's like, I want to take you to the Founders Festival. And he's like, I want to go with you. I want to be with you. I want to show everyone you're my girlfriend. You know. Because I go on secret dates and things like that. Well, she's like, you're going to hate me. I uh, kind of fucked things up for you. Uh, he ends up bumping into his old original girlfriend who stood him up. During this time. Mm-hmm. It turns okay. out she, Risa, changed the date spot and told her differently. So they never met. So it was her <laughs> fault that he has been depressed on Christmas. And she was like, I didn't mean to do that. And I am so sorry and I don't want to hurt you. So they go back and replay. All six girls... Like, basically, she has been in the bushes the entire time stalking him while he has been dating these, meeting these six girls, basically, that we'd already seen. But then she would jump out and be like, see this Photoshop picture I have? He's already got a girlfriend. And I could see a few of the girls being like, oh, okay, thanks for showing me this. And they did that. But Kalru, the best friend since childhood, you would think she'd be like, Hmm, maybe I should ask him, because we have been friends for years and years. No. this person. Exactly. And she's like, oh, thank you for showing me this. I feel like an idiot for, for having feelings for him. I am going to walk away now and not get as close to Junichi. I mean, did so, so they just didn't show that before in the no, other correct, arcs? No, correct, correct. Well, in the other arcs, she was not a non-factor. You there? The, yeah. Hey, you're good. Yeah, and the and the arcs they they it was a non-factor. Hmm. It was after the fact, like in her arc. No, okay. They were like, "Hey, I sabotaged all your relationships with all these girls because I wanted you for myself." And he is cool with this. He's cool with it. <laughs> he was pissed, but he was like, "Well, it's done. Is done. We're together now. You're cute, and I get to." Sex you or something, <laughs> you know? I yeah, that's great. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, I was watching this. Um, this is evidently a true story. I was watching this on PBS. There was evidently some guy that really loved this, this woman, and you know, she was going with somebody else, and he got so upset with her that he actually threw acid in her face and made her go blind. Um. She ends up after he gets out of jail marrying him. What? So yeah, this has happened in New York in the seventies, evidently. Uh, so that's that's immediately what I thought of when you go through this. Yeah, obviously, this is much better, but it was actually real too. Oh, it, Jesus uh, Christ! I'll try and find the name of the no, name it's, of it's all good. For next time. It's all good, but yeah. So I mean, that's, like, so that's what this sounds like. That's pretty <laughs> hilarious. So is that the, I mean, I guess, is that supposed to be the real arc, or... No, it's just, the like... The real ending? No, there was no quote-unquote ending. I mean, this game was, I mean, the show was based off a game, off a dating sim. Mm-hmm. So this was just, like, we need to get every girl from the game and give them some screen time and this and that. 
Now, of course, I've never played the game. I've never played a dating sim. I'd love to because I'd like to see what the big fuss is about. Wow, but, you've uh, never played a dating sim? No. Oh, crap. I'm I'll married. have to give you one. I have a dating sim. It's called Real Life. Yeah. <laughs> you have a wife. Come on now. You shouldn't have a dating sim. It's called The Ball and Chain Real Life. Mm-hmm. Today. Mm-hmm. But, um... You know, like, uh, what kept me watching, though, was each girl is unique in their own way. They each bring something to the table. And it's not, it is kind of predictable. I mean, like, you get four episodes, you know that. You figure it out. Especially when you count down and you know there's six girls. It's like, oh, okay, obviously, possibly they get four episodes each. And then you start watching, like, oh, okay, yeah, they do. So... You will always get an ending. You, I mean, you'll, you'll get a beginning, middle, end. And it's kind of lazy how they always get... A lot of these girls, they just are bumping into them. You know, it's kind of lazy beginning and how they meet. But it's in, they, each girl is interesting in their own way. I, I really enjoyed it. And I started watching this, like I said, because it was recommended to me on my anime list from uh, The World Only God Knows. And uh, The World Only God Knows a lot of is like this, where... He's having to capture every girl's heart, and they're in arcs, and they each bring something to the table that makes it a unique challenge. This is very much kind of similar, well, very much similar, where Junichi is, you know, having his own problems, and he almost says, he says it too, he goes on a limb a lot of times and says, look, I've got baggage. You know, this time, two years ago, I have I've always had problems seeing another girl, I need you to be with me. You need to help me get past this. You know, I want to be with you, blah, blah, blah. It's sweet. It's really nice. And, uh, you know, it's just long enough where you're not, like, rolling your eyes going, Oh, come on. Hurry up. You know, it moves really well. It's really well paced. And everything just kind of flows. So. Cool. Yeah. And you know the animation is nice. I, I I guessing they've taken the they've taken the animation from from the game. You know the same character models and whatnot. But um, I mean I guess the, the my biggest moment was like the the last episode because I didn't expect them to bring out another girl, especially with the magnitude that the, she had. So, but I mean overall I really enjoyed the show. It was really interesting. Each girl was great. I love Sai and want more of her. I think, in my opinion, the best girl out of all of them. She, I just loved her being shy and cute and... I don't know. <laughs> she's short, cute, and redhead, and shy. She's just... I don't know. She's great. <laughs> um, all right. But, um, you know, the show really flows well. You're never left, like, wanting to... Uh, you know, you're not wanting to, like, say, like, come on, hurry up, be done. Everything just kind of goes as at a really good click. And at the end of the thing, you know, you're not walking away with, like, you know, like, holy crap, this story's changed my life, or whatever. But, um, you know, you are at least, you're kind of there to, like, what girl do you like the best? What story did you like? It's kind of one of those things. You know, obviously, it's based off the game, so... You may already know when watching this show. I mean, they don't try to make stories around any particular point or anything like that. It's like, each girl gets screen time, and there you go. So. Hmm. A fun watch. Um, 
you know, if you're into that kind of thing. I mean, I could see a lot of people be put off by this show because there's really no focal, there's no focal point. There's no overall arcing story other than Juniji was dumped. He's depressed and he's looking to get out of that depression. That's your overall arcing, you know, tied all together. So I would give it a uh, seven out of ten. Very fun watch. Wow. I liked it. You know, it was just interesting to see what would happen next. And it was nice that they also kept the girls in other arcs, too. They didn't play pivotal roles or anything, but, you know, it was like they were still there in the unit. They were still in the world. They still interacted with Junichi and other people. You know, it wasn't like them two only. It was this big universe of people. You know, it was great. So, that is Amagami SS. Check it out. Uh, Sentai Filmworks did just pick up this title for release in America. Um, so, damn them. They're getting more of my money because I will buy this just because <laughs> I kind of have a hard and fast rule. Like, if I pirate, if I watch this and watch it illegally, but I liked it, I will buy it. That's kind of my rule. It's like, if it's available in America and I enjoyed it, even though I probably never will watch it again, I will buy it just because I had enjoyment out of it. I believe the artist or the company or whatever should be reimbursed some way or another. And I can't afford R1 or R2 DVDs. Right. So. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff on my shelf was, I watched it legally and now I own it. And I've probably never watched it since. So. But yeah, so they're yeah, getting be careful of that you don't end up buying too much. Oh well, I'm not that bad. But yeah, so they got MM, which I've already reviewed. Oh no, I have I reviewed? Yeah, I have reviewed MM, and now they got Amagami SS. So two releases I'll be picking up at least personally. Cool. But yeah, so yeah, I have been watching a lot Phantoms, and now Sunday we'll be doing a review of Jimmy no Ippo. With Pats, because he, like, that's his favorite show, and who better? Who better? That's right. So, anything else you wanted to bring up here before we uh, ride off into the sunset? No, but I think it's time for us to get in our cars and, you know, get the end of, um, oh, shoot. The movie with the, uh, the black, uh, oh, the black sheriff. Oh, that's a funny movie. What? So they write off into they, it's it's well, the guy that did Spaceballs did a movie with a um with an African American sheriff that's just uh, the most funny th- thing in the world and it's a total takeoff on westerns and in oh, one, okay. in, it, as they ride off into the sunset as he rides off into the sunset he doesn't do it on a horse he gets into a car and rides off into the sunset so I was trying to. Relate to that when I can't remember the name of the show, so just edit that out. It didn't work. Nope. <laughs> it's staying in. It is staying in. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thank you much. Hey, thanks for listening. For more information about this or older episodes, visit www.bonsaibeat.com or subscribe to us in iTunes by searching The Bonsai Beat. You can also follow us on Twitter, username Jellocoon, or send comments, questions, and feedback to our email, bonsaibeat at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail at Skype, username Jellocoon. If you are looking for other great anime podcasts, check out Otacast Radio. That's O-T-A-K-A-S-T. 
hit their website at www.odacastradio.com. 